Revelation chapter 3. We could spend time today. Any one of these churches would be applicable for uh, the day we're in. The loveless church that, in, uh, that left their first love, the persecuted church that uh, stood strong uh, in the face of, of those that blasphemed and, and were fakes, and the compromising church that, that uh, allowed the doctrine of Balaam to be incorporated into uh, the church, the corrupt church where uh, Jezebel began to, uh, to uh, defile. I mean, we, we could talk about all these, the dead church, thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. I preached that one time, and uh, Sister Betty uh, wanted to climb under, grow, climb under the pew. We were, uh, we were preaching at a church that, that uh, a very large church, and uh, back when I was an evangelist years and years ago, and, and uh, the, the night before, I had no idea what this church was like. Never been there before, didn't know anything about it. And the night before in the, in the uh, motel, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me about this. Thou hast the name that thou livest and art dead. And so I got there the next morning and uh, was confronted with uh, a lot of stuff. Number one, the pastor had me brought to his office and said, I don't know how you got scheduled here. I don't want you here. This is not what I, I did not want you. My son did this. That's what he told me. He said, he scheduled you here. And uh, I said, sorry. And uh, he said, I'm going to let you preach this morning, but only because it's already been announced. And I said, you know, okay. How'd you like to start it off like that? I mean, that's a real. And, know, and knowing the message that I had to preach, you know, I thought, oh, man, this, all, this guy already doesn't like me, you know. And uh, so I, I, was, I was not a, a um, I, I was not house broke. <laughs> I spent my early years working on traveling line crews with drunks, alcoholics, drug addicts, um, having to fight my way through every day, literally a lot of times, and then worked in the oil fields, and, you know, they call it oil field trash for a reason, and it was just, it was just amazing, you know, but I made it, preached the gospel, I was a child of God, and so that's what I cut my teeth on as a young, young person that, uh, that uh, had a call in his life, and so when I started preaching, it, it wasn't, I, I wasn't, um, well, I just wasn't house broke. That's just all I can say. And so when I got ready to preach this message, I got up. Me and Sister Betty, I got, we used to sing all the time, so me and Sister Betty got up and sang. And, uh, you know, she doesn't like confrontation. She's very timid, very compassionate, and uh, totally opposite of, of me a lot of times. And, and so we got through singing, and this platform, this platform was about this tall. had like seven steps down. And then had altars, and then the first pew. And she went back and sat down. I read my text, that thou hast a name that thou livest. I sidestepped the pulpit and jumped all the way out across to the other side of the altars without a microphone. I landed on the other side of the altars like this. 
And I began to preach on, you're dead. <laughs> you're hypocrites. You're dead. I mean, I, and, and Sister Betty was sitting over there like this, looking straight ahead, her eyes about that big. And uh, so we could preach on that this morning, but I, I'm not going to. We did end up having an all-out move of God. I mean, I mean, by the end of that service, not because of me, but because of the Holy Spirit, by the end of that service, people were falling into the aisles. They were, they, were, they were laid all over the floor. I didn't pray for anybody. They were laid all over the floor, up the aisles. I mean, it was like a bomb went off in that house. They, they, they had an encounter with God after the uh, little preacher from across the tracks got through uh, <laughs> scalding them with the Word of God. I'm not sure I'd have tolerated me back then if I was a pastor. But we're going to talk today about the faithful church. You know, like I said, all these churches, I mean, I could preach on any one of these and just really, really uh, get after it because it's all applicable, and we're seeing that today. But I, I want us to look at, at verse uh, 7, chapter 3 and verse 7. It says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm going to try to get through this. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And to know that I have loved you. Oh, praise God. And to know that I have loved you. I like that. Amen. Because you have kept my command to persevere. I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God and the name Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The, the declaration that God made here the revelation of Jesus he said you have kept my command to persevere amen I believe in the original King James it says uh, my word of patience you have kept my my commandment to persevere and because of that I'm going to make those that have fought you, those that have 
resisted you. I'm going to make them come and worship before you and make them have to watch and know that I have loved you. I like that. Amen. In other words, God says, I'm going to parade the fact that I really like you. I love you. And I'm going to make it open and obvious. Praise God. He, I like Psalm 23 that says that he, he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. In other words, in the very presence of those that want to starve us, God's going to feed us. In the very presence of those that want to stop us, God's going to push us forward. In the very presence of those that want to close our mouths, God's going to make us louder. Amen. Sing a little louder. In the presence of my enemies. Come on. God's going to cause us to have voice when the world wants to silence us. Amen. Right now, we're, we're seeing a lot of that. And, uh, you know, things, things are happening quickly. I mean, we're, 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 we're seeing some amazing things happen. And, but, and I'm talking about the move of God. I'm talking about all the chaos in the world. I'm talking about the move of God. Amazing things are starting to happen. I have been declaring for a long time that there was going to be another Jesus people movement. And I saw a video of them baptizing people on, out in California at the ocean and having worship services on the beach. And the, the church is just, is just coming alive everywhere. I'm telling you, God is moving in a powerful way. Amen. Eric Newsom can, Newsom can bell, bell her all he wants to, but he's not going to stop the church. There is a powerful, strong church in California that has not bowed and has not worshipped the enemy. There are people in California that are going to rise up, and you're going to see a miraculous move of God from one end of that country or that state to the other because God will not forsake his people in the midst of evil. He will cause them to worship before them. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. I'm going to try to get this before I blow up. When, when we look at, at the things that are going on the, around us, I preached last Sunday on the, on the, two, the, the two veins that we're, we're seeing right now, the vein of judgment, the vein of mercy. And it depends on this country whether we will humble ourselves and, and bow before God and say, God, you are almighty God and we worship you. If we humble ourselves before God, mercy is, is our gift. Mercy is upon us. If we rise up in pride and arrogance, the judgment is already coming through the door. We're, we're seeing it. But I got to tell you something. I believe. This is my own belief. You, I, this is my own belief. I want to say that again. This is my own belief. I believe that the church and the people of God are rising up in such a way that God's about to step forward and tell the Antichrist, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Amen. They, they think they got us. They think they got us whipped. Not yet. Come on, somebody. Wasn't too long ago I heard that this was no longer a Christian nation, and all of a sudden Christians just rose up everywhere and said, What? Not yet. Not yet. 
Everybody say it with me. Not yet. Amen. So he's, he's declaring to this church, and, and it's called the faithful church, because they, they obeyed the command of God to persevere. Sometimes, well, let me rephrase that. All the time, as a child of God, you have to learn to persevere. You have to learn how to have endurance and push through. Disappointment will try to stop you. Actually, disappointment will try to get you to stop yourself. People give in to disappointment, and they do more destruction to themselves because of disappointment than the disappointment did. Amen. They caused more destruction in their life because they, got, they, they bought into disappointment. I've, I've, I've said a lot of times, I've had people come up to me and say, I just don't know if I can hang on. Well, what are you going to let go to? I mean, we need to, we need to revisit our, our mentality and our vernacular. I mean, I just don't know how much longer I can hang on. Well, what, what's that mean? What's that mean? Is there, something, is there something to be achieved by quitting? Is there something to be achieved by letting go of God? I mean, I mean we, we're, we're trying to get away from the world the way it is now. I mean, look out there. They're, they are not having fun. <laughs> if they do have fun, it takes alcohol and drugs to, to cause their brain to forget about how miserable they are so they can have a little fun, and then they wake up more miserable than they, than they, than they were and cause themselves more problems and destruction. And we as children of God, I mean, we might have some trials. We might have some hard times. There might be opposition. There might per be persecution. But you can wake up in the morning rejoicing in the presence of God just like you went to bed regardless of what's happening. <laughs> I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. David said, if I make my bed in hell, you're there. You can't get away from the presence of God. I've been all over this world, and I found the presence of God everywhere I went. I've been in places where demons had, had absolute control, and yet I found the presence of God right in the middle of it and take a power and authority over it. Idols and demons have no power against somebody that knows Jesus Christ and is completely sold out. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to have to slow down. I'm going to be preaching in tongues here in a minute. That'd be all right if y'all knew a different language. I got a friend, Pastor Craig Rogers, worked in Africa for years, still does. And uh, I've been with him many times over there. We've worked together. And... Uh, we, uh, he, he was preaching one time in a, in a tent revival and got to the end and started giving an altar call. Well, he didn't know he was giving an altar call. He just stopped and started praying in tongues. And the interpreter stopped interpreting to the people and turned around and started interpreting to uh, Pastor Craig's wife and those who was with him. Because Pastor Craig stopped preaching in English and started preaching in the tongue that those people knew, he thought he was just praying, and he began to give an altar call in the language that the people speak, and people came to the altar, and he didn't even know what he did. 
He found out later. He thought, why is all these people coming? And the interpreter was interpreting the people with him and sent it to the people because now he was, he was speaking in the language that they knew. Oh, listen to me. God is an amazing God. When we think nothing else is going to go right, God will step in and turn everything around. Amen. So he said, he called this the faithful church, and we call this the faithful church. Because you have kept my command to persevere. We, they stood firm. They refused to give up. He said, you've got a little strength. Isn't that amazing? He didn't say, wow, you're so strong and powerful. He said, now, Lizzie, you've got a little strength. A little strength. And yet you made it. I like that. You've got a little strength. You've kept my word, and you refuse to deny my name. Therefore, when we, when we understand what God has for us, when we understand who God is in our life, we stop looking for the item that is going to cause us to give up. Just the right happening, just the right disappointment, just the right amount of pressure, just the right amount of, of um, loss, just the right amount of something that's going to be our end. If we can get that out of our mind, there will never be an end. Too many, too many people are test-driving God until something doesn't go right. Amen. If you're only serving God because things seem to be going right in your life, you're not going to make it. You serve God regardless. Amen. Come on, I'm talking to somebody right now. You don't, you don't, just, you don't just serve God because ever, there's blessings flowing through your life. We've been, we've been fed some doctrine in this, in this country that doesn't work everywhere. And that is the doctrine that if you are in the will of God, everything's going to work out for you and nothing's going to be hard. You, 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 just, you don't need to believe that. I'm going to tell you something. If you're in God's will, sometimes you're going to get body slammed face down in the dirt. That doesn't mean God left you. Come on, somebody. That doesn't mean God forsook you. It doesn't mean you're out of God's will. It means that you're in a battle, and you have an enemy. And it means that sometimes you feel the pain of the battle. Amen. I wish I could stand up here and tell you that, that I've never lost and I've never had any problems and I've I, everything, boy, my faith was strong enough to get me through everything. Well, it was, but a lot of times that faith was just strong enough to get me back up after I hit the ground. That faith was just strong enough to get me to stand still when everything was trying to shove me back. Sometimes that faith was strong enough when I couldn't see my way out just to stand still until God got me out of that situation. You understand what I'm talking about? You might feel the impact of the battle, but it doesn't mean God's left you. 
Amen. I'd like to say that it that you can you can go through this life as a child of God and never never have to suffer never have to never it, nothing wrong ever go in your life but I got to tell you something that that I, I can't tell you that I'm not going to tell you that if Apostle Paul couldn't do it then I don't think we're going to do it. But I will tell you this, the power of Jesus Christ will get you back up when you can't get up. He'll heal you and keep you going when everything tries to knock you down, when sickness and disease tries to overtake you and take your life. He'll heal you and get you back up and get you back on the road. I've experienced it. I know what I'm talking about. I've been stopped, and yet God says, nope, not yet. I have set an open door before you, and no one can shut it. Amen. Hallelujah. To persevere mean is 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 to is to gain the prize. If you don't learn how to persevere, you're not you're never going to gain the prize. Amen. God does not have trophies for you just showing up. Are we allowed to say that? Come on, somebody. Amen. You you got to move forward. Amen. You got. If matter of fact, if, if anything, if anything, the church needs to learn today is is we cannot sit still and be in God's will. I like that. That rhymed. <laughs> Need to make that a motto. You cannot sit still and be in God's will. God is forward motion forward motion. God is always moving us in forward motion. It might not seem like you're going forward, but I got to tell you something. If you're still believing God, you're moving forward. Everything might have come against you, but you're still, you're still going if you're believing. If you got faith in God, you're still going. Amen. You're still going to make it. Praise God. There's, it's forward motion. The enemy is trying to stop evangelism right now. It's trying to stop the move of God around this world, and he is not going to get it done. It is not going to happen. There is, there is the most powerful move. The book of Acts is writing the most powerful chapters right now that has ever been written, and we get to live in this day right now. Amen. I just... I, I've been, I've been just celebrating with Brother Chuck Davis because last night at midnight, he preached to a church in Pakistan over the Internet at midnight. At 10 o'clock this morning, he's preaching to a church in India, which is 10 o'clock at night there. Amen. Midnight last night in Pakistan was noon today. So he was already preaching today in Pakistan before his ever today here. And then this morning he gets up and he's preaching to a church in India at 10 o'clock in the morning, which is 10 o'clock tonight in India. What are you saying? I'm saying it doesn't matter what the enemy tries to do. It's still going to happen. Amen. It's still going to happen. 
There's, there's, there's a powerful move of God taking place right now, and there is a faithful, if nothing else, if I don't get anything else said today, I want to just make a declaration today in all the discouragement and all the mayhem and madness and all the stuff that's going on, I just want to make a declaration today that there is still a faithful church in the United States that has not denied his name, has not compromised, is not dead, still loves their first love, and is still going forward. Amen. The enemy would love for us to just feel like we're losing the battle. Everything's going away. Let's run to our caves and hide until Jesus comes. I got to tell you something. That's the worst thing we could do. We don't need to run to our caves and hide. We need to get out of our buildings into the streets and into the places where people live and let God show he loves us right in front of them. Amen. Hallelujah. God prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. I'll tell you what, God, during, during this shutdown thing, when, when, when they uh, shut everything down and we, we uh, uh, unwillingly went along with it for a few weeks, didn't have services here, but, you know, I talked to that little box back there on the wall. That is not where I live. I don't like talking to boxes. Amen. I got to tell you something, right in the middle of that, God just blessed my socks off. I mean, I, I, I did better during that time because a lot of people wasn't working. I, man, I, I got all kinds of jobs, and I, I, I made all kinds of money. Right in, the, right in the middle of that. It's like, it's, and it was really nice because there was nobody around to hassle me. I, just, I was able to just, you know, just work. Amen. Just, just, just do it. And uh, it, it's all in our mentality. Amen. If we if we want to let if we want to let fear and doubt be our guiding light, then we're going to come to a place of destruction. But when faith is your guiding guiding light, when you when you focus on the Word of God, when you focus on the fact that God hasn't left me, I'm still I'm still in this fight. I'm still here. Then God God will bless you in in ways that you never dreamed, and in times that you didn't think He could. Amen. Praise God. So I'm, I'm, anyway, the ability to continue, perseverance just simply means, this is Snyder commentary, the ability to continue with an unwavering focus on a goal. The ability to continue with an unwavering focus on a goal. When you know what your assignment is, nothing should be able to dissuade you or change your mind. Amen. I'm not talking about being stubborn today. I'm talking about persevering. As many times you persevere on your knees when you feel like giving up. I mean, when, whenever the, when everything in you is saying, I can't go any further, you persevere because of the presence of God, because he's with you, because he's pushing you through. And you know that he's got this. Amen. You know that he's got this. When you, when, you, when you understand that, that options are not blessings, I'm going to say that again, options are not blessings. If you're going to make, if you're going to do what God called you to do, if you're going to accomplish the things that God has put in your life, 
you're going to have to get rid of options. Options are your enemy. You focus on what God's called you to do, and you keep that focus. Because there will be all kinds of options come your way. And a lot of them will look pretty good. There will be all kinds of detours open up to you. And a lot of them will look pretty good. But that's not going to get you to where God wants you to be. you got to stay focused. you got to say, this is where I'm going. Excuse me, I almost got you. <laughs> you almost got anointed, brother. you got to stay focused on where you're going. Amen. Can I just talk? I, you know, most of the time I'm a I'm a bellering preacher, but I just want to I, I want to talk to you today because we've got we've got to set ourselves for what's ahead of us. We we can't waver. We cannot waver. We cannot lose what God has given us. Amen. We cannot let go of the principles that God has given us. We 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 can't we can't change. We can't give up. Listen, there is a temptation to take on the works of the flesh in a righteous way. We've got to fight that. We've got to stick with what God is and who God is. We've got to stick with the fruits of the Spirit. We, we could rise up right now in a wrong attitude with a righteous cause. And we would be wrong all the way. Amen. There's a lot of that going on. And believe me, I have to fight that down all the time because I am not a person that just backs up and sits down and says, okay, you know, you, you want to you push me? Pray for the grace of God because I push back. Come on, somebody. Amen. <laughs> we... We have that fight in us. As children of God, there is a certain amount of fight in us. And we got to watch that we don't abort the fight of God for the fight of the world. Because there's a temptation to do that right now. And it's getting heavier and heavier and heavier. Amen. I told, I told Sister Betty the other day, I said, I was watching some of the stuff that's going on. You know, little video clips. I don't watch the news, but I was watching little clips of, of things that's going on around the world and, and in this country. And I, I told Sister Betty, I said, I, I don't know what I'd do. I don't know what I'd do in that situation. You know? I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> I've, you know? I'm just being honest with you. I'm... I, there, there, there's a time when you have to stand up for yourself. Amen. But there's also, there's all, we, don't, we don't want to abort the direction of God for a righteous cause filled with the, with the flesh. Amen. Carlton Pearson said something several years ago. A black preacher, I don't know if you all knew him, even several years ago, uh, Carlton Pearson. And at a conference, he said, every time God wants to send a tremendous revival into the black church, it gets aborted with social causes. 
He said, every time God tries to bring a tremendous move, and God, listen to me, several years ago, God gave me a prophetic word that the, the, black, the black church in this nation was going to usher in a tremendous revival in this church, and the enemy has tried to steal that. And, and Carlton Pearson said, every time God starts moving, then it gets aborted for a civil rights movement. Amen. And I believe, in, I believe in, in rights. I believe in equal rights no matter, no, no matter gender or race. I believe in equal rights. No matter, I, I believe in equal opportunity no matter gender or race. But I got to tell you something, there will never, ever be equality because somebody's going to have an advantage over you in some area all the time. We will never, equality is a fantasy and it's a pipe dream. There's equal opportunity, but equal outcome will never be, will never be guaranteed. Amen. And we got to start celebrating the gifts and differences in our lives. Amen. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm, trying not, I'm trying to stay focused here. The ability to continue. If he, go with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going I'm to read this in the... Uh, I'm going to read this in the, in the Amplified Version. Verse 12, it says, For we, we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits. I've been preaching on that. Against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness. Against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. Therefore... Put on God's complete armor that you may, may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger and having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Stand therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins and having put on the breastplate of integrity and moral rectitude and right standing with God. I like the way it says that. Stand therefore, hold your ground. Amen. Now there is a lot of areas that we need to hold our ground in today. Amen. There, there's, there's, we, we have got to, we've got to be people that that do our best to hang on to our constitutional rights in this nation. And we need to bring people in. We need to vote people in that will protect our constitutional rights. Amen. I don't want nobody checking my temperature. I want them to take care of my constitutional rights. Amen. Come on, somebody. Yeah. I don't need somebody trying to protect me. I need them to protect my rights. Amen. Praise God. Most of us will take care of the rest of that. But when we understand that there is, there is this double thing that we need to take care of, and I, I don't even know how to put it in words, we need to stand for our rights in this country. But if we're not careful, we will become like our enemies in that fight. We don't want to do that. We want to stand, therefore, hold our ground, because Romans chapter, chapter uh, 14, I believe it is, says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We do not want to abort that. 
The kingdom of God needs to be stand firmly and refuse to give up on righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I refuse to let go of my love. I refuse to let go of my peace. I refuse to let go of my joy. Amen. I will not give it away just because the world is acting stupid. I will not give away what God's given me. I'm going to continue to stand my ground in the, in the kingdom of God, in the righteousness of God, the peace of God, the joy of the Holy Spirit. I refuse to turn my fight away from, from fighting against the things that are overcoming people and start fighting against these these things that I have no control over, amen. I can stand up here and wage war on people that I can't even talk to today. What good would that do? But I can wage war against the enemy that is waging war against you. Amen. I can stop what's, what's trying to take us down. We can, we can deal with what we can touch and see. Amen. And then we pray. We got we to gotta learn that our prayers, we are not just begging God. Our prayers move mountains. Our prayers change lives. Our prayers change us. Our prayers change situation. Our prayers change circumstances. When we pray, things change. When we pray, worlds change. States change. Countries change. When we pray, God moves. Angels move. We, we, we begin to see the armies of heaven invading earth when the people of God call. I got to tell you something. If we don't call them in, they're not going to come. A prayerless church is a curse. Amen. If we don't learn to call, if we don't learn to speak the truth, then we're going to see things fall apart. We can't have that. We got to speak the truth. We got to call on the on the name of the Lord. He said, "You're a faithful church because you didn't deny my name." Amen. I'm going to hold the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. There are there are many many battles that are trying to take us down today, and some of you some of you are really fighting battles right here today. And, and there are wars being waged over your mind. And, and, and if you're not careful, the enemy will begin to sow his attitude into your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we got to watch that. We got to watch that. Amen. Praise God. I, I, have, I have an attitude of, of not, being, not being pushed around and shut down. But I've got to tell you something. I'm not going to turn that against, the, against people. Amen. Perseverance. Knowing, knowing your assignment. Knowing what you're about. Knowing what you're supposed to be doing. Powerful. I learned that years ago. To understand my assignment. And to stay focused on my assignment regardless. Regardless of what happened. Regardless of how people treated me. Amen. Stay focused on your assignment. Stay focused on your assignment. Don't be run off just because somebody treats you bad. Don't be run off just because somebody don't like you. I got to tell you something. Somebody's not going to like you all the time. 
I know that's hard for you to believe, you sweet little angel, but somebody's not going to like you all the time. <laughs> if, if, I paid attention, if I paid attention to what people want today, I would be, I would be a basket case. I mean, it's pastor. Oh, if you, if you, if you have church, you got faith. Pastor, if you, don't can, if you don't cancel the services, you don't care about people. You're part of the problem. Pastor, they need to be wearing masks in church because we got to protect everybody. Pastor, if you, if you let people wear masks in church, you don't have any faith. <laughs> Pastor, they got to be six foot apart. You don't have any faith. Smartest virus I've ever seen. They will, it will not go 61 inches. Only 60 inches as far as it'll go. This thing's intelligent. And it will not affect you if you're riding. Only if you're going to church. I have, I have decided, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm thinking if, if they try to shut us down again, I'm going to declare a protest. Amen. We're going to protest. Amen. We're going to protest against injustice. I got that idea from a race, racetrack here in Missouri. I think it's been, no, it, was, it was in North Carolina. They told them they, they couldn't have a race, couldn't invite people. And, and so the owners of the track declared that they were having a protest on a certain night against injustice. 2,000 people showed up at the race. And they couldn't do anything about it because they'd already said the protests were okay. You see what I'm talking about? If, if we go, if we try to start, start working on according to people's attitudes and fears and 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 you got you got the people you got the people that says pastor you can't bow or bend you got to stand up you got to fight you got to you you can't you know you you got to you got to be the man and then you got the other side saying pastor you don't even love people you're setting people up to be to die We went through one of the worst flu seasons this year. I mean, we snotted and sneezed on each other all the way through it, and we didn't shut church down. Come on, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> that grossed some of y'all out, didn't it? <laughs> How you doing? There was, there was a few times, there was a few times last fall that I stayed in my office until time for me to preach. I walked right out here, preached, and went right back to my office because I was running a fever and sick, and, and, and uh, I, I should have called somebody and had them fill in, but I just, I just to me, that's like waving the white flag, and, and I just can't do that. So just stay away from me when that happens. Stay out of my, out of my way. We'll get through this. Amen. But we, we've got we've to understand that there is, a, there is a power that God has given us to persevere through all of this stuff, and we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to persevere through this thing. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. I, I've kind of toned things down today and just wanted, wanted to get a, get a message across to us and help us understand and pull us back in. I am not going to give away my love. I'm going to keep loving people regardless of what people are doing. I'm not going to give away my peace. I'm going to stay in peace regardless of what people are doing. Amen. I'm going to stay in righteousness regardless of what people are doing because we can get pulled out of that so easy. And we can find ourselves embroiled in a fight that God didn't ordain. Amen. Praise God. We've got too much to gain here. And we definitely have too much to lose. The church in America is rising up. Amen. Stand with me today. The church in America is rising up. It might look different. It might sound different. But different isn't, isn't always bad. Amen. There's one thing, there's one thing that I've, I've wanted all my life, demanded of myself, and I've, I've found that it's harder than what I thought it was going to be. There's one thing I've demanded of myself all, all my life, is that when I get older, I'm not going to turn around and fight the next move behind me. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I've went through that for years. You know, I went through that. When I was a young preacher, I, I, I got saved at 17, married at 18, and started preaching at 19. I was a kid. I was a young preacher. And all those years growing up, the older people in the church set themselves against me. And I don't blame a lot of them because I was, I was not housebroke. You know what I'm talking about? I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was brash, very plain spoken. I preached like I had to talk to people on, in the oil fields. I mean, you know, I, I, I preached like that, and it, it was hard to take. But, but you know, God was, God was moving. I don't, blame, I don't blame a lot of them. They, they were good people. They, they, just, they just had a hard time dealing with me. I had a hard time dealing with me sometimes. <laughs> I jokingly tell people that I've been, I've been here since I was 17 years old. And I've been fired once and voted out twice, and I'm still, I'm still here. The reason is I just, I just never quit. I just didn't leave. A lot of people just leave. They just leave. I remember, I remember them, this, this church refused not. You know, voting for me as pastor, that's what, that's what we do. Voting on me and not getting in. And so at that point, you're supposed to move on. Well, I didn't move on. I just stayed here. I just kept preaching, kept working. I mowed the lawns. I cleaned the bathrooms. I preached when they needed to be preached. I helped whatever preacher they brought in. I helped them. I was assistant pastor. I was whatever they needed me to do. I pastored here for three years without a salary and, and cleaning the bathrooms. And, and, and they was trying out pastors and pastors, they'd bring pastors in and, and I would host them and present them, you know. And uh, you say, well, why'd you do that? 
because this was my assignment. It didn't matter what my position was. This was my assignment. We need more people. I, I'm not trying to get you to be like, I'm not trying to lift myself up, okay? But we need more people that's got enough grit to not run every time things don't go your way. And not get mad and pout and resentful and all that kind of stuff. Amen. We got we to gotta understand who God is in us. Who God is in us. Father, I thank you for the faithful church. And Lord, this has been a little bit different message today, but I just, I just ask today, Lord God, that you would just get this inside of us. Father, help us not to abort what you're doing by getting distracted. These principalities that we war against know, know us. They know humanity. They know what buttons to push to get us to do the wrong things. Father, help us to be strangers to these principalities. Help us not to move with what they want, but help us to move with what you want. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.